Welcome into another episode of the West Life Podcast. Sorry to live stream there. Almost went uh, through the ad again. Hit the wrong <laughs> button. Thanks to everyone joining live. I see a few people coming in on a Thursday night. And welcome to everyone listening uh, on the audio as we preview the footy is back. We had a rest. No heart attack last weekend. West Tigers are back. We've got the rest of the season to uh, get through and we'll do our best to try and be a little bit, uh, a little bit, what, what's the word, um, optimistic heading into the, that weekend, but uh, maybe not. So as always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield League's best place to watch the game live and loud on Sunday. So if you want to put yourself through that torturous, uh, yeah, torturous afternoon of footy, you're better off doing it with uh, half price beer and pizza with amongst other West Tigers fans that are suffering alongside with you. And the best place to do that is at West Ashfield Leagues. We're also sponsored by MG Pump Solutions. Big, uh, big Shane's got a big job this week. Still not back with us. But uh, also follow us uh, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to support and take part in the show, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Uh, for those coming in on YouTube on the stream, if you're new, please hit the subscribe, hit the like button, um, like everything, follow everything, just um, help us out, guys. That um, the show is getting bigger and bigger, and the uh, the man that uh, yeah, one of the main reasons why this show has blown up. He's um, yeah, it's, it's died down a little bit now, Rob. But uh, yeah, you, you had a little bit of a sabbatical. From social media, well, not a sabbatical, just easing up a little bit. It's been a dramatic couple of weeks, but yeah, you feeling feeling a bit more relaxed and uh, calm on this Thursday night. Yeah, pretty relaxed. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. As I said, there's really not much meaning to it. Um, well, from from our point of view, anyway, and the worries are on the same uh, points ladder as us. So you know, it's I mean, it means a lot to them having their first home game back, but. Uh, you know, they really can't play finals as well. So it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, which way trot out, if we're going to trot out as lined up. Um, you know, we can have a few late changes. You know, we might have Rook starting at Hooker or at least moving to Hooker pretty early. Uh, as we said a couple of nights ago, don't see New Brown really playing 80 minutes there. But, yeah, look, it's just it's, – it's not a good thing, but I'm actually quite relaxed for the simple reason that it doesn't mean much and – and, uh, you know, what's going on with the coaching stuff, What all that crap that's happened the last week or so, that's, you know, the club can, everyone can judge for themselves what they can about, whether how to happen. As, thanks for joining us on this Thursday evening. Does does Rob's audio sound a bit jumpy to you, or is it on my end? As? Um, it, it, uh, yeah, it sounded a little bit jumpy. I thought it might have just been my connection again that I've yeah, been no, having you, problems yeah, with, but please, maybe it's not. Rob, you just to check your um your connection there because yeah, as you're coming in loud and like clear as clear as day. So uh, how are you anyway? How are you on this Thursday evening? Uh, as merely are actually telling up the storm. Funny enough, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, another long day at work, but now we get to start enjoying a, another round of footy. Uh, mm. it'll punk- be punctuated eventually by the Tigers playing, but uh, well, <laughs> hopefully the rest of the round goes well. 
I'm actually more invested in the uh, the women's and the Jersey flag teams at the moment since they're actually playing half decent. So, yep. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's where we're going to start. We'll I'll throw back straight back to you uh, in a second. So, lower grades, all three grades this week. They're all at Campbelltown Stadium on Sunday, back to back to back to back. Um, so, the Harvey Norman girls they're at 11 a.m. against the Knights. Jersey flag. 115 against the Knights, and then the Maggies and the Cup are at 3 p.m. against the Newcastle Knights. So, um, as the, yeah, the girl is a pretty big game for the girls. You're saying off air? Yeah, it is. So, I believe the women's, the New South Wales women's premiership is a top four play finals. With the ladder as it stands right now, the Knights are in third on 11 points, and then you've got the Sharks, the Roosters, and the Tigers all from fourth to sixth on 10 points being separated by differential. And those four teams all play against each other. So with the Knights playing the Tigers uh, being one point ahead and the Sharks and the Roosters being equal, um, the Sharks differential would need to drop a lot for the Tigers to overcome it. There's a gap of 40 points there. So I believe with this being the final round, if the Knights or if the Tigers beat the Knights and the Sharks beat the Roosters, then that'll end up having the Sharks finishing third, the Tigers finishing fourth, and into the top four, into the finals, which mm. I believe would be starting next week. Well, so, okay. yeah, huge game for them. Would be nice to see our girls' team uh, play in the finals this year, considering mm. they started well, they, they started off being in the finals last year, but with the lockdowns and shutdowns delaying that comp, they eventually ended up not playing in them because they had to they had to cut it out or cut the season shorter cutting the top six i think it was down to a top four watch live and loud on the big screen this sunday as the west tigers take on the new zealand warriors at 2 p.m the ambush will be back at west ashfield on sunday and they're giving away exciting prizes so Head to West Ashfield where they'll be offering half-price pizza until halftime and selected beers for $4.50 a schooner. Wow. And terms and conditions apply. West Ashfield practices the responsible service of alcohol. Drink responsibly. And, of course, West Ashfield are the home of the West Tigers. They are at West Ashfield 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au, or give them a follow on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. Uh, on the Magpies, Rob, are there uh, any players in that side that uh, would be unlucky to be in first grade at the moment, in your opinion? Uh Probably Simkin, I'd say Simkin, and maybe maybe Madden to a lesser degree, depending on what they're planning to do with Brooks. If Brooks is genuinely meant to be playing five eight, then I'd I'd say, and they want to bring Dwayne back slowly, then I'd say Madden has been pretty unlucky as well. But other than that, not really, mate. Other than maybe a couple of guys that should be getting a run, seeing as that they're still going to be with the club next year, and you know our two second rowers aren't going to be there next year. But yeah, no, it's, it's pretty pretty stock standard, I suppose. Uh, right, I will move on to the West Tigers team list as I move along my little slideshow. Um, okay, so at 
fullback is obviously uh, Dane Laurie. Sorry, my phone's just decided to close the app on me. Great radio. Uh, obviously, Dave Nofaluma, Ken, uh, Ken Mamalo on the other wings uh, in the centres, Stafford Toa, Jimmy Roberts. So we'll start there. Uh, I'll go to you first, Rob. Surprising to see Jimmy Roberts back in the uh, starting side. I'm oh, just surprised from the fact that he had a back operation, that he's back so quickly. So well done to him. I mean, you know, if you can reproduce what he produced earlier in the year, he's definitely going to be a great addition um, on Sunday. So, yeah, definitely glad to see him back because I think everyone, all our supporters would admit we're really struggling in the centres at the moment. So if he can play well and, and D up well like he was earlier in the year, we should be okay. And in the comments, um, guys, let us know your thoughts as we go along tonight. You always contribute beautifully to the show. So anything as we go along, feel free to give us your opinion. We can bounce off them. As thoughts on Jimmy Roberts being in the side, that surprised you? Um, yeah, it surprised me too, although I think he's had a, a week or two in reserve grade. So, yeah, he came back even mm. earlier than this. But um, they were saying I thought he'd be around the 18, around 18, 19, range to come back but yeah so he's back what about a month early uh good on him for getting himself right to come back again hopefully he has a yeah he has a cracking game this week and shows that we've shows that we've been missing him so who will be his, will it be aiken or arthur's that'll be his opposite number do you think uh, it'll it'll uh, it'll be neither josh uh <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why there there's okay. late there's late mail that um, Ooh, okay, yeah, Aiken's going to be dropped back into the second row, and Adam Pompey will be coming in, and Murchie will drop back to the bench, and most likely Sirenen will drop off, off the off the bench. So so even though even though they're advertisers, Aiken, you'd assume Aiken's playing left centre as Jimmy would okay. play right. So I, I'd I'd say Adam Pompey, who's named at number eighteen. Uh, is going to be left centre, and and that's who his opponent will be. Which it's probably a, a bit more of a tougher opponent to be to be fair, because Ewan Aiken's a solid player and and can score a try, but he's been playing as as a back rower, so I don't think he's going to get Jimmy for speed or or lateral movement or anything like that. So would have rather have had Aiken in the centres to be fair. Uh, right, the halves. Luke Brooks is in the number six. We talked, we touched on it a little bit on Tuesday night's show, but uh, as Brooksy still kept his six, uh, would you be more surprised if he was dropped, or more surprised? Are you more surprised that he's there? Uh, I would have been more surprised if he was dropped. I kind of hoped he would be, especially if we wanted to give um, Dwayne a better run in the team. Um, even at the obviously, it's at the expense of Madden that he's. That Brooks is in there too, so I, I, yeah, I would have been surprised if he was dropped. I'm not, I'm not surprised that he wasn't. It's just, I think I touched it, touched on it on Tuesday. It's, uh, it seems like the club don't want to just because of the the salary that we're paying for yeah. him. And then, yeah, what Rob was saying about uh, how it's trying to boost his salary, so hopefully a team that he can go to next year, like the Dolphins or whoever. Might mm. be willing to pay a bit more for him. I'd, I think I said I'd rather that, ship him okay. off than 
oh yeah, you you might have said it. Someone did. <laughs> I, I occasionally have a good point. I've got to, I've got to point out when it's, when it's my good point. Usually Rob get has those. <laughs> um, yeah, I I would rather keep Madden over Brooks. I've been a fan of Brooks for so long, and I've stuck up for him and defended him. But it's getting very hard to when he's constantly just proving us stupid. Uh, Brock in the comment. I heard he is trying to get another contract for next year at the Tigers. I'm not sure if you're talking about Brooksy or Jimmy Roberts there. Brocker, let us yeah, know. I'd say Jimmy Roberts. I'd say yeah. Jimmy, yeah, because Brooksy's already contracted next year, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that have to be. Um, Rob, so we'll touch on Brocker's comment there. Jimmy Roberts, another year on a cheap deal? Yay or nay for you? Oh, look, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it seemed this year that every time Jimmy had a couple of good games, it, it you know, like it took a lot out of him. Like he, he's mm. giving it giving it his everything. And I just don't know if his body's up to it. Yeah, if we're not going to get any centres or or sign anyone better, un- unfortunately, he he really is. If Adam's at number six, then he's the best centre we've got, which is a pretty, you know, poor indictment on our centres of the club. So, you know, it's 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 really the – no offence to Jimmy. Like he's playing – he did play well earlier in the year, but it's kind of like the best of a bad bunch. Like Ollie Gildart never really showed up. AJ Kapoa's really what had one or two games in the centres, so he, he's pretty untried. Uh, Toa seems okay at fullback without being a great fullback, but when he gets into centres, his defence is you know pretty ordinary. So we're we're really struggling. Tommy Talao's not back. We don't know what's happening with him. Maybe like mm. round twenty twenty two something like that for Tommy. So I did yeah. see he was at Concord with. Uh, Majors Bay Road, some opening with Sean Bellore the other night. But that's he, – he does exist. He does exist. <laughs> yeah, well, look, there's, there's a few guys there. That, that's the one good thing. literally haven't that. seen him. There are a few guys that actually, like, we know are going to give it their all because they're playing for contracts, whether it's with us or whether it's to impress other clubs, you know, to, where, you know, even like your new Browns and what have you. So – you know, there are going to be a few guys that have a lot of, you know, good reasons to play for. But, you know, and then there's – I just don't want to see what we've we've seen the last two games from the Tigers because as we stood kind of at the end of last year or beginning of this year, Josh and Aaron, we kind of said, oh, at the start of the year, yeah, sure, we want to do better, but we just want the boys to give us that big effort and play for 80 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Now, even though we had some losses and quite a few losses, we were getting the effort, but everyone goes, oh, effort's not enough. You know, we need to start winning some games. Well, kind of feels like that's all we're starting all over again. Now I just want to see 80 minutes of effort because that, they haven't looked interested the last two games. And as I touched on Tuesday night, we lost to Manly without their two best players by 22 points. And we lost to a team that were wooden spooners by eight competition points. We lost to them by 24 points, having, having beaten them three weeks earlier by 14 or thereabouts. So I just want to see a shift in attitude and... If if the talks of Kamali being a head coach are real, we have to we have to win. They're, they're, like the Warriors are struggling. Like it's not like we're playing a top four team or a team that's in sparkling form. We're playing a team that's just as bad as us. Sean Johnson does not look like he wants to run the ball. Like he's just a, a shadow of the player he was. Like sure yeah. he he'll go late in the game and do some special things when the game's on the line, but he just seems to be cruising through his. 75 minutes not running the ball like the guy's got one of the greatest running games we've ever seen and he and he's just locked it up and he's just standing there distributing in his dinner suit you know it just i don't know like i don't know what's going on there but 
the New, New Zealand aren't flash. So if they put a number on us, you know, after losing to the two teams that I just mentioned in those circumstances, it's pretty piss poor. So I, I really hope I see 80 minutes of effort and whatever the result is, who knows? I, I guess New Zealand have more to play for because it's their first game back there in, yep. you know, so long. But it's it's no difference. You should be wanting to win every week. Mm. I was about to ask you that. Do you think, like, it can go both ways. Could New Zealand fire up and play their best footy or could they be, sometimes you can succumb to the occasion and kind of uh, through nerves or whatever actually have an opposite effect and kind of be a bit of a, a, a letdown or like lose concentration or something. Do you do you expect the Warriors to play their best footy in front of the, the home crowd or do you think it could be yeah, what, what are you predicting, Rob? I, I think the emotion is obviously, you know, going to be overwhelming and they'll, and they'll come out really revved up. I, I'd expect that they'll probably get a bit of the referee support. even though Yeah, they that's the big one. For the first 10 or 15 minutes at least. So I think the whole Chris, game... Chris Sutton, our referee. Wonderful. <laughs> so I think it really comes down to our defence, Josh. And when I say by our defence, our, like, our determination and our scramble because... You know, you could, even we could come out fired up for the first 15, 20 minutes, but where are we going to be, you know, the, the back sort of three quarters of the game? Because even the, even the last two games, we've looked okay to a degree the first 15 or 20 minutes, but as soon as we lose control of the scoreboard, it's like, oh, you know what, who cares? Like, it just seems like some of the guys are, are running on 75%, not 100%. So, I, I don't know, it could work against them, but I, I just, you know, guys like if... if Jackson Hastings and Adam Dway, he gets his, you know, gets his hands on the footy and gets a lot more game time. And they're, they're leaders. And if they lead the way we know they can lead, then we're a different team. But if they if they kind of just cruise around, which I don't expect them to do, but if they if if they don't get much time with the ball or or we're not in the game early, I don't know. I don't know if we can fight back. But we'll just, you know, this this is why it's so hard for Kamali. As I said, he's been thrown in mm. the deep. I don't think I don't think any coach is going to have success with a team that's kind of deflated and and lost their ambition and their tenacity but that's his job like if he can't get him motivated then then what are we doing so and he hasn't got him motivated the last two weeks no matter what he whatever he's done it hasn't worked so yeah. and it's not fair on him he's only been there a couple of weeks but but the reality is he is there so he's got to do something or you know i guess that's why he's the interim coach and not the full-time coach as for our side do you think a road trip could be good? Like getting getting away, getting to a hotel, hanging hanging out with each, the boys, like all together. Maybe some vibes could come back to the team. Do you think it could actually be a good thing rather than being in Sydney in front of our crowd, where potentially they can get booed, like just nervous by embarrassing themselves in front of us? Um, yeah. Do Do you think maybe maybe this trip could be a good thing for our team? We have had a lot of good good performances in the past when we've had to travel mm. a, a decent way. Obviously, yeah. there's there's a lot of emotion in this for the Warriors being back home for the first time in, what, two and a half years. But there's also a lot of motion, emotion for the opposition that they're playing against for being the first team to be able to play the Warriors back on their home deck. I really want to see um, them harness that emotion this week. I feel like this this two weeks, so this week and next week, 
is a very big test for uh, Noddy's credentials as a potential head coach. Um, he Can he get the team up for potentially spoiling the Warriors' homecoming? And moving on from that, um, assuming he doesn't get suspended or injured this week, can he then get them up again next week to celebrate their captain's 300th game back at Leichhardt? So mm. it's a huge fortnight in, in the context of Noddy's term as an, as an interim coach and for the team about whether or not they still actually want to play for each other and play for their quote-unquote head coach. I do, I do like the idea of them being able to get away this week. Obviously, no mm. team has been able to leave Australia for two and a half years. So being able to play the Warriors back over there, there's going to be some support for them there. It's going to be a packed house. It's going to be a hell of an occasion on Sunday afternoon over there. I hope they, I hope they can get up for it. Yeah, change can be as good as a holiday. And I guess it's hopefully the treat is a business trip, not a holiday. Um, yeah, and actually get it done. Um, just last bit on on the back line, Jackson Hastings, obviously the workload, Rob, has been a bit lower the last couple of games because you have to assume because of the, the leg injury. Do you think maybe the time off might see Jacko... Get back, uh, get back, and you know, I know it's still lingering, and and he he does need uh, surgery once the season finishes. But um, do you think maybe Jacko a week off for Jacko might bring a bit of bit of life back into him? Yeah, I think it will, and I also think the fact that we're expecting Brooks to play a lot more time at dummy half. Mm. Means Jacko's going to have more of the reins because, like I say, it's nothing personal. It's just how how I see the game and how a lot of other people see the game. Luke Brooks isn't a game manager, guys. Or if he's a game manager, he's not a good enough game manager to get the best out of the rest of the team and and to give us the results we want. And Luke Brooks has been touching the ball and kicking the ball more the last couple of weeks than you normally would when Jacko's injury free. So I, I'd expect Jacko to get back closer to the 80, 90 touches. Uh, that he'd normally get. Uh, just some, one more thing on the back line too, Josh. Don't forget, it's um, the first time Ken Mamalo is going to be back at Mount Smart Stadium not mm. wearing a Warriors jersey. So it's going to be pretty emotional for him as well. So, like, there are a couple of guys that will live for the occasion, obviously, Kenny. And, I mean, we'll get, we'll get on to Fanua Pole as well. He, he's an, a New Zealander. So, I mean, it definitely it's definitely going to mean a lot to a lot of the players. But, you know, when there's 10 or 15 to go and the game's on the line, like, who's going to want to win it more? Is it going to be our guys or is it going to be the Warriors who are trying to get a win for their fans that haven't seen a game for two and a half years? And, and you know, not that there's any conspiracies, but you'd think from the NRL's point of view, they'd love to see the Warriors win, yeah. you know, for, for the game's sake. So, I don't know. We're always, we're always the Washington Generals. It just seems yeah, always exactly. the other way. Exactly. Um, any thoughts on Jacko as before we go on to the forwards? Well, if, if Jacko doesn't get back up to his normal amount of touches, um, obviously Dwayne will be in the halves when Brooks moves into hooker. So I wouldn't mind seeing Adam touch the ball a fair bit, but I, I do hope that Jacko is the one who ends up steering the ship and, um, allowing 
Adam more time to pass, run, do whatever, and find his groove again. Because obviously he he played what twenty ish minutes last week or two weeks ago in a team that was soundly beaten, um, and we were already soundly beaten by the time he came on. So yeah, it would be nice to see him get a chance to find his groove. But yeah, Jacko. For us to be any chance, Jacko needs to be steering the ship and Absolutely. touching the ball as much as he did in the two wins we had against the Rabbits and the Eels. Mm. Uh, righto. So I've written just hookers rather than forwards because forwards are still Jimmy Tama, Zane Musgrove, uh, Luke Garner, Kelmatuolagi, and Joe Offengawi. But I guess, um, Rob, the fact that Kelmer and Luke, the departing at the end of the year, is there is there a time that you think we pull a pin on either of those blokes and just give a young kid a run? Look, uh, you know, a couple of people have made valid points that if you throw too many kids in there and they, you know, the team starts losing by fifty or sixty points, it does them no good. So I, I understand, you know, that argument as to why they want to keep those guys there. But you know, if we've got guys that have played first grade last year, even if they're not 100% up to it, like your Tuki Simpkins or or those sort of guys. Like I, I just don't see why we're not giving them as... If, if, we're, if we're truly trying to work out who our squad is next year, I just don't know why we're not going with those guys. But look, to be, to be fair, the team we've named, I mean, it seems like a team that we've named to try and win the game, if that makes sense, because I, I really didn't like last game's bench. I just thought it was a you know recipe for disaster. We were a forward short. Uh, so we were always going to struggle. And then when Twally came off in the first minute, you knew we were absolutely up shit creek. So what what the only thing with the hooking, the hookers that you're talking about, Josh, I know I know we're named to start with Brown and then you know we, we'd assume Brooks is going to move to hooker. I don't think that's fair on Brooks or, or any player to be starting at five eighth and then going to hooker. If it was me and they want to go down that Brooks experiment, I'd either be starting with Brooks at hooker and just interchanging him like we do when we've normally got um, Simkin and Little there. Because uh, I just don't think it's fair to be playing half a game at 5-8. At then all of a sudden, you've got to go into dummy half, which is one of the hardest positions to play. You've literally got to get in, you know, get there, be there at every tackle and then do a lot of defence. And I'd just rather they interchange properly as hookers as opposed to shifting from 5-8 to hooker. So we'll see how that pans out. I've I got a feeling there's a bit of shifty sheens about this team and, and we might start with Brooks at number nine from the get-go. And I hope we do, to be honest. And I hope Adam starts. And if Adam starts, then suddenly, you know, I'm getting a little bit excited. And I'm thinking, okay, Adam's back in town. The boys are here to play. Let's upset the party. Uh, Brocker asked in the comments, anyone heard anything on Jake Simpkin? Does Kamali just want more game time under his belt in Cup? Um, as, yeah, Jake Simpkin... Uh, yeah, do you, do you think he should be in a bench rotation? Or I mean, Rob just said possibly that they're going to try the Brooks at hooker thing, and New Brown probably uh, has probably earned a spot somewhere. So maybe that's a bit of a reason there. But yeah, would you like to see Jakey Simpkin get back in the first grade? I definitely would. Um, I th- I have a feeling it is because he's just he hasn't had a lot of consistent game time. Um, he's just, it's just been punctuated by injury, sort of the same as Lids, but Jake's been able to get a little bit of a run there. Um, I think that Jakey should be starting. Um, 
I feel like if we didn't have Dwayne on the bench, then the yeah. it would be Jake starting and um New Brown. That's the one. I had mental blank there. Oh, that's <laughs> New Brown on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I think from the moment Madge got sacked, Kamali's made it pretty clear that Little was his first choice. And, you know, it hasn't worked. But well, maybe they're just going to give him turns. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, it seemed as soon as Madge got sacked, Simkin was uh, down the pecking order. Mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't mean we see him go because that would that'd be a huge loss. I'd I'd very much prefer to keep him over Lids. Are they are they both off contract next year or I don't know yeah, the, the contract situation next, for them. I think they're both next year, but I stand corrected on that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure both next year. Mm. Uh yeah, I think uh yeah, look that up. Lids no, Lids is under contract, isn't he? Up. They're trying to get rid of Lids' contract for next year. Yeah, I think he's right. on I think they actually I think they've both got one more year. That's right. I think they're, they're the same as Brooks, Dwayne, and Dane. Sorry, yeah, they got they're trying to get rid of Brooks' contract. Uh, Brooks, get rid of Lids's contract as well. Geez, with with all those blokes off contract next year in particular, potentially be a huge year to have a very very different team in twenty four potentially, depending. Yeah, on absolutely. Who our coach ends up being? Well, that's the club's waiting to get a new coach in. Basically, they whereas. Madge came in. And they said, "Look, here's our cap. It's a like absolute cesspool." Uh, the new coach will have yeah, say, "Look, good luck." Now it's the new coach coming in. It's like, well, 2024, uh, 2023. This is half the team's off contract. What like what can you do with it? So um, you got to feel for Madge in that regards. Uh, on the bench, so Stefano, uh, Adam Dwayne, obviously we've already said. Uh, Alex Afarth and Fanua Pohl to make his debut, as you already said, Rob. Is there any, what can, for those who haven't seen much of Fanua, um, what can you tell us? Uh, well, look, he's a, he's a New Zealander who's actually uh, played his junior footy in Victoria, uh, came across from New Zealand to actually play AFL, believe it or not, uh, fell, fell in love with rugby league, knew that was a game for him. And apparently he's just a really, you know, hard running sort of working forward. So I'm curious to see how many minutes he'll get. I'm hoping he'll bust out over 20 or so. But generally with, you know, guys that make their debut, they give him, you know, maybe 15 minutes late in the game or or something like that. So I, I guess it really depends how the game pans out in terms of injuries and, and what have you. But, yeah, I, I'm expecting him to be, you know, to have a big game. And, you know, like it's his debut, he, He'd want to remember his first game for all the right reasons. So, uh, looking forward to seeing what he's got. It'll be the it'll be the first time you know he's, he's uh, that I've seen him. You know, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, any any anything else to add on Fenua Pole as? Just how heartwarming was it seeing him um, or seeing the team react to Noddy saying that he was debuting? Like you could see the emotion on his face. You could see how the team loved it and how they got around him. That was that was awesome to watch. Also, I've got our off-contract list for next year. The only one of those blokes that we were talking about who isn't on who isn't off contract next year is Simkin. So he's got two more years. I believe well, so. Off, I'll double check. Yeah. He might have two. I think We've he actually resigned. 14 off contract next year. Yeah. So that's yeah, a, that's a, a whole lot of cap there as well. Mm. Remember when we freaked uh, out when four guys were off contract? 
Yeah. Well, someone just someone just put on there. You know, surely we don't want four hookers in our top thirty next year. And, yeah. and he's hundred percent right. And we currently do. Oh, that's well. That's not even including Rua. It's not even including Rua. Like so, as, so as it is now, five. Yeah. So, some, something's got to give. So yeah, I think Jake's Yeah, here it is. Jacob Little will be the odd one out there. Yeah. Rua and Rua and Simkin are both off contract in twenty four. Okay. okay. So I, I guess if he's lo- if Jake Simkin's locked into twenty twenty four, there's no need to um. Yeah, he's still got. Yeah, that, that, I guess that kind of makes sense now. Really, just keep playing in Maggie. He's he's young. He um he'll get his time, just like Robbie Farrow did behind. Cherry, was it Cheriaco Mesha? He was behind. He's behind he Darren Senna. Oh, maybe you know. No, Darren Senna was there in two thousand and four. Yeah, so. but Senna, Senna would play in the back oh, row. Oh, yeah, Robbie, Robbie Mears, too. I think, was there as well. And Robbie Mears, the other one. Yeah, che- yeah. um, him and Cherry Mesha would play hooker in front of Robbie. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we're just going to be patient. Uh, Stefano still on the bench, as like, just like, um. Jackson, do you think maybe Stefano the week off for Stefano would would have been good for him come coming back from injury because he definitely didn't look like himself the last couple of games that he came back. Yeah, I think so. I think um, starting him off the bench again this week will be good for him. We we saw earlier in the season when he came back from the injury um, or the first injury he he didn't look like himself so. I think it'll be good for him. I do hope that, especially with Twal out, that eventually by the end of the season we can get him starting because um, hopefully going forward next year he'll be starting um, with Twal. I'm assuming that Twal's going to be out for the rest of the season, which is a huge loss, um, mm. especially from a defensive standpoint. But if we can get him starting and we can get him to find his groove as the starting prop, then I think that would be really good to see but yeah as for as for bringing him back i feel like bringing him back off the bench is the way to go uh give him some minutes give him some confidence back hopefully he won't be hampered by his injury this time and we can um we can see the best of him by later in the year uh so in the reserves kepa ola tupo uh austin diaz jacob little justin matamua rob of those guys, Junior Tupo is one kid I'd like to see blooded at the moment. Um, I know, I guess Kamali's trying to win and Jimmy Roberts maybe a safer option, but I don't know. Junior Tupo, I just, I just, from an excitement point of view, I'd just like to see him have a crack or am I, am I getting ahead of myself? Because he no, is very, very young and raw. Not at all. Even if you, even if you're a fan of Jimmy Roberts being there, I don't know why he wouldn't have got the other centre spot. Like Toa has set the world on fire the last couple. Yeah, of weeks. that's true. Since Dane Laurie's come back, so yeah, I, I'd give him a go. Like, what do we got to lose? I, I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Some of the, some of the selections, I'm really not. I, I don't understand if we're, if we're talking to 2023 and development and all that. We've got four or five guys in there that aren't going to be there next year. So. It just doesn't make sense to me sometimes, but from the you know the, the only good part of that is it means we're trying to win a game. Well, thank God for that. That's what we're meant mm. to do: win games. You know, our, our season shouldn't be over in June, but it is. So I, I don't know, Josh. As I said, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed about. It. I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing the game and just have the boys put on a good show. But 
the end of the day, it's just a dead rubber. Uh, as are you a junior super fan, would you would you drop Jimmy or Stafford for for him? I'd probably drop Toa. He he did admirable as the stand-in fullback while Laurie was out, but like Rob said, he hasn't really set the world on fire or done anything really great um, in the centres since he had a horrible game against the Rabbits, which was his first game in the centres when Laurie came back. So I'm I'm disappointed to not see Tupo get another run. He even in a losing side in Magic Round, he had a he had such a good game. Um, I, th- I feel like he definitely deserves to get another run. As for the rest of the blokes on the in the reserves, I I hope we get to see Matamua get a run by the end of the season as well. Um, mm. He'll be hungry for more after being in the under-19 under yeah. Blues team. So mm. and if he's eligible to play, hopefully we see him play by the end of the year. Yeah, I, I, that's the one thing left. Is I want to see some kids get some kids. I know it's pro- it is probably too early. Like how many, what, what how many games we got left? What do we uh, ten. ten including this one? Ten including that's oh man, it's so so long. It's it so long to go the season that you just ten more weeks of suffering. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry to reference basketball again, but when the before the Nuggets had a good team they basically used to have this chant the players would come out and go one two three cancun and that was like the last 20 games of the season they they were just looking forward to the season ending and going to cancun so that's like so as a fan it's just and the thing about american sports is your team losing is actually good because you get a high draft pick whereas in this it's like you, you come last. You're just a laughing stock. You don't. You, there's literally no reward for coming last, um, which is I think is a good thing. I, I, the tanking in American sports is um, it's terrible. It's, it's yeah. It's it's a shit thing to, um, yeah, to deal with. I think we'd have a little bit of a different perspective, Josh, if we had a coach already too. Like I think yeah, true. It, even as kind of negative as I feel about the rest of the season, if if we had a coach there, and even if got like say seven games left. And you can see that he's trying different combinations and, and there's a real purpose to what they're doing for the last six or seven weeks. I, I could enjoy that a bit more. I could see it. But right now, I, like I said, I, you know, I've, I've bashed the club enough, but I, I literally I do not trust the decision makers of the club at all. But whatever they do, I just want them to get the coach quickly. And, you know, one thing we didn't touch on the other night, Josh, uh, was I don't know if you're aware, but Serraldo and his manager allegedly told our brains trust that um, they need to go for an experienced coach. Mm. And after having seen the whole situation and made two visits, you know, to Concord and all this sort of stuff. And it makes me think that if if Lee and Justin and Tim put all their eggs in Cameron Serraldo's basket and Cameron Serraldo himself is saying, I'm not the right man for the job and, and I can't do the job, basically, because let's face it, They've offered him massive dollars. They offered him five years. If he's actually saying he's not the man for the job and our guys thought he was the man for the job, <laughs> then, then what the fuck? Like, seriously, like, like that just gives me even less confidence. So, yeah, it's just I just want him to, to name a coach. I'm hoping it's going to be John Morris. You know, like, as I said on Monday, I've heard it's going to be John Morris. So 
I really don't want it to be Kamali, nothing personal, but just after what I've seen from two games, it's, yeah, I just want to get this coaching thing done and dusted and, and then just start building because we cannot, yeah. we cannot truly build or know, like, as I said, who our halves are going to be or who, what forwards we're going to keep and all this sort of stuff until we get our coach. Until then, we are totally in limbo and sadly, I think it's going to show on the field. Um, just we'll t- touch on, we haven't touched on it yet. The Adam Dwayne uh rumors coming out tonight, Rob. Some I can't remember where it was reported, but the Adam Dwayne someone was saying that Adam Dwayne he's not going to re- he's going to go to the open market and see what he can get. So basically, not sign before the um, yeah, the new contract year. Do you think that? Do you think there's any legs to that rumor, or do you think it might be his manager telling the club to hurry up? Like, in in my opinion, I think it'll come down to if if Adam is guaranteed to play in the halves by the new coach, he'll stay. If the new coach says no, you're a centre, which means he'll be offered less money, then he goes. That's that's my opinion. What do you, what are your thoughts? I think. Well, firstly, Adam. Uh, came to our club from South on fullbacks money. So Adam mm. is on very good coin right now. He's got an extra year. He loves the club. As recently as a week ago, he said, I'm not going to tap out on the Tigers, to, to use the headline. Um, and, and he was interviewed and he, he's got no plans to go anywhere. Now, as much as I don't you know, trust the club in what they say, I respect the fact, and it makes a lot of sense, that they're going to leave it up to the coach to decide who the halves are going to be. So that's the reason that we haven't pushed for Adam. That's the reason we haven't pushed for Jacko. That's the reason we're really holding off at all because it makes sense. Why would you extend someone's contract if for some stupid reason the next coach says, I don't want Jackson or I don't want Adam or I don't want Luke or whoever. So I do believe the club and I do believe Adam on that. I believe the rumour came from Clarkie's column on Facebook, but no mm. offence to Clarkie. I think they've got this one totally wrong and it's just – made up BS because Adam's denied it as recently as the last few days. So uh, Adam's not going anywhere unless we decide that he's not in our plans. So mm. no, I don't think, I don't think any Tiger supporters have got anything to worry about there from, from both his perspective and, and our club's perspective. Uh, right. Whether, uh, so according to Google, Auckland's looking at partly cloudy 14 degrees around kickoff which is actually better than Sydney, which is 100% chance of rain all weekend um, and 16 degrees max. So it's actually better weather in Auckland than uh, than Sydney on Sunday. Uh, as do you think, do you think it's going to be a high-scoring one, knowing there's not going to be any rain about? Yeah, I have a feeling it'll be a high-scoring one. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of emotion on both sides. Um mm. The Warriors are going to be fired up. I hope the Tigers are going to be fired up. Um, yeah, I I definitely do think there'll be a fair few points in this one. We've been defending very poorly as of late, and I believe the Warriors have been defending relatively poorly as well. So on the bright side, we haven't been ruled out of premiership contention yet, seeing as we haven't had 50 put on us. So we've got that in our favour. Mm. <laughs> I did say the other day, TAB put out, someone put 50 bucks on the Tigers to win the comp. At, I think they're paying fifteen thousand like, a one or something. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be nice to be able to just set fire to fifty fifty dollars like that. that but um, I know that flames. 
Uh, what about back in 2005? I'll never forget. There was a guy, like, uh, he had Swans and Tigers mid-year put on Swans and Tigers. They're both in the comp at the same time. Uh, if you're out there, let us let us know because that's pretty sensational. I love hearing good betting stories. It, it, I bet the Swans betting agencies do it again this year. The betting agencies <laughs> love it too because it makes you gamble. As I uh, look at the betting odds, where two dollars fifty outsiders warriors about a dollar fifty, about a four and a half line. Rob, do you think we can cover four and a half? Do you think we can keep it keep it close? We've got the team to win, Josh. I just don't know mm. if we're going to get the eighty-minute performance. Um, there's enough strike there. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, you know, at, at least forty-six points minimum. Like it, it could be something like a like some of the similar score lines we've had. You know, with our famous comebacks like twenty-six, twenty-two, stuff mm. like that. But I just hope. You know, if we're down early and and we cop an avalanche, I just want to know like are the boys going to fight back? Or are they just going to? You know, put the queue in the rack and 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 the Warriors rack up a big score. And and like we've said, the Warriors aren't playing well. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think it'll be an entertaining game. Uh, hopefully, you know, it should be a good game for same game multis for people that like doing that. There should be plenty of uh, weird and unusual try scorers. Uh, but yeah, like I just want to see more game time from Adam. That that's what I'm really looking forward to. That's I, I need to see something to give me some hope for 2023 because. I, I just feel, you know, I mean, I actually, I actually quite admire a lot of the supporters that are messaging me. They've still got hope, and I, I see Facebook tweets and Facebook posts and, and tweets saying can't wait for the game on Sunday and how excited they are. And, and I think God love them, you know, like good on them. I wish I could be like that because I, I just kind of like I've just I was just still coming to terms with the fact that you know a few weeks ago I thought if we beat South we were going to make a run, and, and like now our, our season's just shot to bits. So. Yeah, I just want to see something positive, and I want to get my own personal energy back about the Tigers because it's been uh, it's been on low levels lately. Uh, Alex, best days as a kid seeing the front of the paper. Tigers premiers, the back of the paper. Swans premiers. They were different weekends though. The Swans won the day just before we beat the Dragons because I was correct. Uh, I watched that game, so I went to the Tigers game and. I was watching the Swans game at Fox, what was then Fox Studios on the big screen, um, which is next to the SCG. So a lot of people were in the SCG watching that. So that was a couple of, like literally a couple of hours before we beat the Dragons. It was different weekends. Um, but I mean, I didn't really give a shit about the Sydney Swans, really. But, um, and well, you're, a Rich, you're a Richmond Tigers fan, Rob. So. Doesn't yeah, I had, but I mean, obviously, I had a, a soft spot for the Swans, yeah. you know, being in Sydney, and, and they were my second favourite team, and and I, you know, I've, I've loved some of the great moments, you know, like with Tony Lockett, you know, kicking a behind mm. a game after the siren and all that sort yeah, of I stuff. Yeah, I remember that. That was a semi-final. That was the make the grand final in '96, wasn't it? Uh, something like that. It was like because yeah. like I remember fight. Dragons, Dragons, and Swans were. I don't know how I remember this. I was bloody eight years old. Yeah. Something in my brain, I can barely remember what, where I left my keys. But 96, the Dragons and the Swans were in the grand final at the same time. They're both red and white. I just remember thinking that as a kid. Yeah, well, it stuck I, in my brain for some reason. Swans had a pretty reasonable lead in the second quarter and got absolutely tailed up by North Melbourne that year, I think. But, mm. but back yeah, to that preliminary, final, that preliminary final we played. So as I said, I had a soft spot for the Swans. 
but all day and like the newspapers were running with oh it's going to be a red and white day and everyone was going st george and swans st george mm. and swans and i'd gone from like hoping the swans beat west coast to wanting the west coast to win just to shut this red and white you know theory <laughs> up for a preliminary final day so and the fact that yeah. it was west coast and west tigers i'm like no stuff this i'm not going for the swan stuff and you know not that it didn't make any difference obviously but yeah i was just pretty yeah. up for the final I'd, i was just thinking that red and white theme for the day so yeah, yeah that's probably probably the best football night of my life i'll never ever forget that night yeah the, there's fewer uh I, yeah still remember going to that game it was predominantly dragons fans because they got first dibs at the tickets yeah uh i somehow got a ticket in the corner um, so i was probably amongst a couple of thousand tigers fans just walking out of that game just in disbelief that we made a grand final and i, I remember thinking and saying to my mate saying look we won't beat Parramatta, but we've made a grand final like how good how good we're going to make a grand final <laughs> sure enough Parramatta didn't make it um Man, it's fun talking about the good times, isn't it? It is good. Uh, that reminds me, if you if you haven't heard it yet, the reminiscing pod where we talked about our favourite games last week. Uh, check that one out after this one because we're going to wrap this. this it's going to be under an hour tonight for the preview. Um, it looks like because we're just about just about done. Anything else to add as we head into this game? As um, no, not really. I think you've pretty much covered everything. Except for our final tips, I guess. Oh yeah, go for it. I'm just looking looking at my betting app now, and I'm thinking it's going to be high scoring. Try scorers might be uh, the way to go. But yeah, what what are you tipping? What well, uh, what's the over under as well? What have they got us at? Four four and a half. No, no, the total no, points. The total points. Oh, sorry. total points. Uh, total points market. For out for Tigers, Tigers is uh, seventeen and a half. Warriors is twenty two and a half. Oh wow! Uh, so match. the thirty one and a half is it, or thereabouts forty and a half? Yeah, I'm trying to find match markets. Well, whatever whatever it is, I'm going to say it's yeah. going to be overs. It's going to be an overs game. I have I have a feeling it will be an overs game as well. It's hard to um, see a universe where it's not going to be an overs game. Here you uh, go. I found it on boys. sports bet. But you're better than me. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> 41 and a half. 41 and a half. Ooh. No, that'll get smashed. Yeah, 20, 22 yeah. points. 20, 21 points each. Yeah, I think, I think I, I have. Yeah, I, have, I think we'll be looking at least 50, maybe even 60 points. Hmm. Um, I think yeah, I think I think it'll go way over forty one and a half. Yeah, I mean it's it's potential. Um, if the if the Warriors get off to a hot start, I can just see our heads going down and not many tries being scored by us. But if we come out firing, yeah, the the first twenty minutes I think is going to be yeah a, a sign of what's to come. Just the boy are the boys going to turn up? Uh, Gussie, I mean, oh, yep, go, guys. 42 points is seven converted tries. So say if there's five tries to three or four tries to four with a couple of misconversions here and there, that's 40 plus points easily, which I'd, which I'd be expecting in a game like this one. 
Uh, Vaughn Williams on Facebook saying Ken Mamalo hat trick. That's 20, not paying 29 bucks. If you want to get on a Ken, Ken Mamalo hat trick, a Notha hat trick, 34 bucks. Um, I mean, that's not a bad bet. Don't mind that. Remember uh, a couple, what year was it? Do you remember when I predicted the Notha hat trick? I don't. Was I doing the podcast then? I'm trying to think when that was. Whenever I literally wrote on Twitter, I'm predicting a Nofaluma hat trick tonight, and the literally the West Tigers replied to me saying, um, "Yeah, great pick." I'm trying to think when his hat trick was. It might have been few, pre pre podcast days. Uh, 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 King King of the chat, Gussie's reminded me. So Monday night, uh. Hopefully, you got Timmy Brasher coming along with Shane Walker. Uh, I guess he said it's his favorite player of all time. You're definitely one of my favorites as a kid. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, they're all heading to the race day on uh, Saturday, of course, at Rose Hill. So, a lot of ex players going. And I did see West Tigers members. So, unfortunately, not you, Rob. You might you'd have to pay if you go to the races on Saturday, but West Tigers members um, getting to Rose Hill races free on Saturday. So there'll be heaps of Tigers and Magpies legends getting around. They're in their own private function. They're going to pay two hundred. What was it? Two hundred seventy-five bucks a head for? Head, yeah. Or but, yeah, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just go in, hang hang around the toilets. You bang, bound to see players coming in and out, um, getting getting around in the betting ring and that sort of thing. So go uh, go have a punt and uh, see guys like Timmy Brasher and Shane Walker. Uh, I know um, who who was it? Uh, yeah, obviously Scando will be there. A lot of 2005 guys will be there as well. So, um, yeah, if you've got nothing to do on Saturday, although it's meant to rain, so wouldn't be surprised if the race actually gets cancelled because it's, it's meant to pissed down all weekend in Sydney. So it'll be a heavy 10, most likely. Uh, boys, enjoy the game on Sunday. Uh, as I said at the start of the show, if you want the best place, especially with a team out of town, West Ashfield half price beers and pizza in the first half. Uh, Big Shane and I did that when we played again. What game was it? I can't remember what game it was, but Big Shane and I did that. Um a few weeks ago, and yeah, the pizza is uh, top notch. So, boys, have a good weekend in the chat. You know how we end every show. We've done it in less than an hour, Rob. Everyone can get on with their weekends. Uh, in yeah, in nice, quick, uh, quick time this time. We've we've smashed it out. So, boys, go the tigers. Go the tigers. Go the tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. 
We'll see you again next time on the West Life Podcast.